And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Machine Washable. No. Don't drop the mic. Gross. <laughs> and the Red of a Red Baron. <clears throat> yep. Frozen pizza or something yeah. like that. Hey, Kendall, what frozen pizza do you think you are? Well, you know, I think logic would dictate the Red Baron, but I'm really just the Celeste. Small and with a silver disc underneath me. Hey, those are good in the microwave sometimes. Yeah, I don't think you're a Celeste. No? Nah. I think you're a Red Robin. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. You're a pretty large person, so I think you've got to be like like a standard frozen pizza. No, because... I think, I, I think you're the... I, I think you're a California kitchen pizza. Yeah? No. You ever hear a great value... Well, I was going to say, is there any part of me because of my you know, my slenderness? Am I a French bread pizza? No, because you're not still a small pizza. Yeah, all right, all right. I was just curious. I think you're a California kitchen pizza. Everybody looks at you, but nobody wants you. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that, that cuts deep. Also pretty not funny. As, not as deep as an exacto knife. Hey-oh. done Oh, what kind of frozen pizza do you think you are? No, Kendall, I think uh, I think Red Baron fits the bill. I think that's what you got to be. Yeah, hey, I'm in. I'm Ilios. <laughs> no, Kyle, I think you're Mama Teresa's. I don't even know what that is. It's a pizza stream. You know. Uh, Mock, which one do you think you are? I would like to say, um, you know, one of the good ones. You think you're just growing up? I mean, that would be ideal. They are I think, good. I think I'm Tombstone. Both good options. I think I'm the Tombstone pizza because they do that like two for one special, and I'm a pretty large guy. Have you guys done the croissant crust Giorno uh, yet? I no. not. That thing's a real waste of time. <laughs> Is it? I mean, it was fine. But, like, it wasn't a croissant. My thing is, is like what I don't understand is I don't understand the the, the point of gimmicking a frozen pizza. <laughs> the frozen pizza is already the gimmick. Right. Like, hey, you're too lazy to call somebody? <laughs> hey, don't be drunk and also, fall asleep. <laughs> also, here's oh, my... God. They make the thing about less, but like, is there anything that like, is there anything that says you can't microwave a DiGiorno pizza? I mean, other really than the size, no. <laughs> you break it in half while it's frozen and throw it in the microwave. <laughs> I mean, really, you you can microwave anything. I gotta tell you, I think one of the most painful things in wrestling has got to be the the. Uh, 
having the guy like aggressively rip your uh, rip your shirt off and it doesn't come off all the way and you just see like their chin get ragged up. <laughs> I tell you, those those just like back chops, you know, that's gotta really suck. Just getting open face slapped in your fucking chest like four times. Some of the big show slaps pretty rough. That's what I mean, like oh that's gotta hurt so bad. Nice open palm chest. Just whop. Uh, what are you guys drinking? Uh, from Barrier Brewing, I'm drinking Blue Shield. Blue Shell. Blue Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle's just taking shots of Blue Curacao. <laughs> nice. I think my favorite thing about watching professional wrestling is watching all the moves that definitely hurt the person executing them more than the person getting them done to them. Oh, yeah. Like the choke slam on your own knee. That hurts you way more. I'm sorry. That that's fucks up your leg. I said, imagine even just doing like the RKO, like for real. Just, land just on jump and back. land on your back. <laughs> oh, it feels great. Face. True. Yeah. I'd like to see Mock do a shooting star press. Through well, a tape. I can't. I'd imagine it would start with him getting ready to do it and then just it would just be a bang. It would it would I would break my own ass. <laughs> I'm just imagining zero rotation. Yeah. I mean I could flip forward. Yeah, but the isn't the shooting star press the like the the, the jumping like forward backflip? Oh, it's backwards. It's a backflip. It's a backflip while you're moving forward. Yeah, I mean it depends how you how you do it. Because like guys, if you did it off the top rope, it was just a like a forward facing backflip. Yeah, but you had to propel forward. If you just went straight up and down, you'd land on the. Well, trouble. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Kendall, I don't really care for your attitude. What are you drinking? Um, from the good folks at Trolley, I have a passion fruit hard seltzer. Why? Did you I, buy that? I bought them for the thing for Rebecca's birthday, and now I'm stuck with them. Oh, Kendall, we didn't tell you. We saw your cousin. Oh, um, we're talking uh, Barnabas? Yeah. He's a he's a an avid he's an avid disc, disc golfer I guess. We saw him over there, and I thought he was somebody else. <laughs> he was kind of across the field, and he was just like, "Hey, mocking Kyle." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> this <is> the IRS. We're <laughs> <laughs> here to serve you some papers. Yeah, we saw him. He was there. Oh my god. Kyle. You. They finally created the you thing of a lifetime. Hot Pocket makes their own Lunchables now. Whoa. What does? Hot Pocket makes their own oh. Lunchables. Do they? Yeah. What's it called? It, hot, hot Pocket. Basically... <laughs> It's a hot, hot pocket. It's an uncrustable full of chili. (laughs) 
I'd give it a shot. <laughs> and you yeah, just Kendall, eat it frozen. <laughs> Kendall, don't act like you're not eating that. <laughs> I know, I definitely would. I'm just laughing at my own joke. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> uh, Mark, what are you drinking? I have, from New England Brewing Company, a Coriolis. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I am drinking from the fine mountains of eastern Colombia a 100% dark roast Arabican coffee. Wow. I'm pulling the Lincoln Reed. I'm drinking my coffee from this morning. Well, good on you. Yeah, I poured myself a cup this morning, left it on the counter, came home, did some stuff, got on the show, realized I didn't have a beer, went in the kitchen, saw my cup of coffee. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to finish that. Last Wednesday, my dad told me he was drinking a coffee from the previous Friday, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and what makes me laugh is your dad uses a pretty good amount of cream in his coffee, so the uh, the bacterial thing has got to be a real big play there. Yeah, I just, uh, God bless him. Do you think your dad ever uh, takes like the coffee basket thing that has the grounds in it and dumps it like applesauce in it to clean it out? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I feel like I would have witnessed that at one point or another. But if that was like something he does, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Dose of excellence, Mark. Uh, I don't have one. Kendall. Uh, Homer toast. Um. There was speculation that uh, Keith Hernandez wasn't going to be a part of the SNY crew this year, but they got a deal done, uh, which I'm very excited for because I enjoy the crew a lot. And it also marks the longest Mets tenured crew uh, this year. So, very exciting. Oh, Kyle, I have an answer, by the way, to the thing we were talking about. It's that. So, we were, Kyle and I were talking, um, we've probably mentioned on the show, but Andrew Benintendi was signed by the White Sox this offseason, and uh, what, he's making $16 million a year, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's the richest contract in White Sox history, and he is currently the 127th highest paid player in the MLB this year. <laughs> nice. So, the White Sox... Uh, Don't like to White- spend money. <laughs> White Sox's highest contract of all time isn't even in the top 100 of this year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And you think, they've they've been to two World Series in the past century. <laughs> uh, it's crazy that they've never had a contract that big. Yeah, they just... So, like, I was, Kyle and I were talking about it, and it's like... So, like, Paul Konerko was, like, the guy, like, he was, like, the lifeblood of the team kind of guy, but he wasn't, like, a light-up-any-specific-stat-sheet-type dude. And, like, Frank Thomas played in, like, when Frank Thomas was really good was in the 90s. So, you know, Frank Thomas was probably making, like, you know, $14 million, which was a lot then, you know, or, like, was decent then. Chris Sale got traded to the Red Sox before he, uh, before he finished arbitration. Um... Mark Burley, again, in his prime with the White Sox was the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s. And then, every you know, the White Sox really haven't had a lot of good players since that 05 team. And then, like, all their, like, you know, young talent now, before him was Grandal, I think, what, like 15, Kyle? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, they just don't. 
They have they just they've never really landed that high profile player for an elongated period of time. But they will next year when they get Manny Machado. Uh, my toast of excellence is to um, my own phallus. Hey. Yeah. It fell off today, and uh, I just left it there. Get some you know, Paul, or something. My toast of excellence was to you today. My Your toast of excellence was to me? Mm-hmm. Well, what, what did I do? The Bulls finally gave you what you wanted. No, they did. they did that like three years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, but they brought in Pat Bev today. Yeah, they they need the perimeter defense. But I remember when they signed DeRozan, I called Kyle and I was like, they did it. They did it. They did it. No, uh, my toast of excellence is to this story uh, that I just found uh, found out about. Um, apparently back when uh, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., otherwise known as not as good as his dad, um, and A-Rod were on the Seattle Mariners together. Um they were doing like uh during spring uh spring training they were doing like exhibition stuff with like their minor league organizations <coughs> and i don't know if any of you guys have ever heard this um but uh the 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 fans were out f- for like at the minor league ballpark and like the seattle mariners were there and they wanted to give them like a show so uh uh rodriguez griffey and somebody else decided to do a three three v three home run derby, um, versus like they're like just bring out your three best players with a single A club, and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and A Rod got smoked by who uh, turned out to be the nineteen year old David Ortiz. Oh yeah. Oh, now you've heard of it after the story's <laughs> well, over. You know, it's funny. Like I was trying to remember the name because I've I've read about that before. I couldn't remember who the player ended up being though. He played in Connecticut. Toast of excellence to AJ Brown for roasting Juju. So, yesterday, um, we had a few guys go to a softball field. You know, we're we're hitting balls around, and and Eric's there, and he, you know, he's talking about the Super Bowl. And then, or, or someone asked him, like, you know, oh, you know, what'd you think of the Super Bowl? And one of the first things he said is, he goes, you know, no one thought we would win it. I was like, don't even start. <laughs> that's like, a pretty, stop that now. That's a pretty funny thing to just come out and say. <laughs> like, they didn't think we were going to do it. Give <laughs> me a laugh. <laughs> the chips were down. We won our division. Other teams were really, really bad this year. <laughs> well, I mean, we we kind of talked about it quit like going into the year, maybe they weren't the, the shoe in favorite, which is fine. But then Russell Wilson sucked, the Raiders sucked, like, and the Chargers did Charger things. Yeah, like the way it played out, it was kind of like, all right, the Chiefs are the favorite again. <laughs> And the Chargers can get like everybody like on an all pro team and they would still find a way to suck. 
That's true. They're pretty good at that. They have like the I'm most talent. Fight another Titan. Or what? No sands on a pole. We're just. Nah. I missed it. Sorry. I want to try and fight another Titan. There you go. There you go. How was everybody's day today? It's good. Good. How about you? Um, it was all right. Ma gave me some homework to do. I had a lot well, I mean, of not really. Here. I was just kind of pitching an idea, and you're like, I'm in. Yes, I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Want to hear the squad? Well, do, we, do we have anything else planned? We do, but we have a, another hour and a half. I was say, like, I don't want to just, you know, jump in on somebody's thing. Do you guys care if we read the squad? Oh, well, we, we've already teased it enough. We should just dive in. Um, well, what's the premise? So, Mark so, told me. Oh, go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Your yeah, I, I was sitting at work today, and like I was just thinking about like sports movies and shit. And then I was like, all right, you know, if I was, or if we were to make, you know, like a, a say the the starting nine uh, for a baseball team, but only like movie characters. Okay. Like you know, baseball characters. And I threw it out there to Kyle, and, and he really ran with it. Uh, I did more than just baseball characters. But uh, no, no, no. I, but I'm saying, like, you do baseball, and then, you know, football, and so on and so yeah. forth. I think, Kyle, I think Mock was pitching this thing for us to do it, like, on the show together. And you were just like, no, I'm going to do it all now. I don't want to even be part of this. Um, Listen, either way is fine. I did it very differently. <laughs> So I put do? together, I put a team of nine with five pitchers from all the sport movies. <laughs> made them one team. Hey, well, guess what? We still get to do it on the show then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. All right. My bad. <laughs> My bad. All right, well, what do you got? All right, what, 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 which sport would you want to do first, Kyle? You uh, hold on, hold on. I, I know, let, let, let's, let's get the, the formality thing out of the way, Kyle. Let's just rip through these last two divisions we have to finish for the baseball thing. And then we'll just do nothing but fun stuff. But I just, because what's going to happen, Kyle, is we're going to do all this and we're going to forget again and you're going to be upset that we didn't finish it again. All right. All right, I'm, I'm ready to go if you are, Paul. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the last division I didn't do was the AL East, and we're going to start off with the Mox Yankees. Um, all they really did big name-wise was bring in Judge, bring back Judge and sign Rodon. I mean, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo, and then the other three schmucks I have written down here are all big-time prospects that did not play well. Um, but they lost a ton of people. Tyon, Benatendi, Carpenter, or Chapman, and Miguel Castro. Um, so as three of those guys don't matter. I mean, three of those guys do matter. Because Matt Carpenter, for some reason, was like your offense for a month. He was good till he got hurt, then he was fucking terrible. Yeah, but that month, though, he carried your team. <laughs> I mean... 
So the projected lineup is Torres leading off, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, Cabrera, Bader, Oswaldo Peraza, and Jose Trevino. And the rotation, well, not Frankie Montez anymore. Um, yeah. Here, Cole, <laughs> Cole Rodon, Severino, Cortez could possibly miss the start of the season, and Domingo Herman. Yankees are getting hurt before the spring training even starts. Listen, this Doesn't is the time much... to do it. I think the Yankees' bullpen is going to be butt cheeks. Because there's no way Clay Holmes could do what he, get, what he did last year. And even at the end of last year, he looked not great. And all you do is bring back Tommy Canale and Lou Trevino is trash. I don't know. I, I don't. Aaron Judge has to carry for this team. Do you guys think we should get Kyle a mullet and he can go as Dominic Mysterio for Halloween? <laughs> Man, that's so funny. Mark, what do you think? I mean, um, I don't think Judge has to. Um, there, there's, there's a plenty of other offensive firepower. It's just uh, for whatever reason, like. Never on the same page at the same time. Um, it, I mean, every team they they could definitely use more pitching. Um, I think they'll probably address it throughout the year. But it, it is another thing of like, did they do enough? We'll see. Oh. I have the Yankees finishing at 88 and 74. Paul? Uh, all right, moving on to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I have the projected. Oh, sorry. 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 Um, oh. All right. So the Dodgers. Uh, Brought in uh, right-hand pitcher Noah Syndergaard and designated hitter J.D. Martinez. They lost Trey Turner, Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, Joey Gallo, uh, amongst others. And then they got a, a, how do you say it, Kyle? Fair sign? Oh, Fireheiser. Fireheisen from the, the, the Rays in a trade. Um they're, they're uh, I think, still, you know, on paper, the the favorite to represent the NL in the World Series. I think they kind of will be um, every year, regardless of, you know, whatever happens in the postseason, just off of talent alone. Um, they have a much more top-heavy lineup this year than usual. Usually there's a lot more depth throughout, but I have it going uh, Betts, Freeman, Smith, Muncie, Martinez, Lux, Thompson, Peralta, and Vargas. With the rotation being uh, Julio, or, or sorry, Clayton Kershaw is going to be the ace because he's owned it like he's forever as long as he's there. But I think that like over the course of like the season type of thing, it, it's really it's Julio Urias at the one, Kershaw at the two, Tony um, Gonsolin, Noah Syndergaard, and Dustin May. And they're going to get Walker Bueller back. No, they're not. At some point. No, they're not. I just wrote an article. I just got. A, I just read an article that said his boots weren't made for Walker. 
Oh, nice. Kendall, laugh at it. I did laugh. It was, it was a good laugh. Oh, was it silent? Because I didn't hear it. No, I did the scoff thing. Man, you're mean. What? You're I, mean tonight. I, I laughed. It was funny. Go ahead, Kyle. We got Baltimore Orioles, one of the most fun teams in Major League Baseball. The other team that's going to be in the Corbin Burns market between the Yankees and the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, so they brought in Kyle Gibson and Cole Irvin. Not great names, but they'll eat innings for them. Um, they brought in Nomar Mazzara on a minor league deal, which could be good for them. They brought in Adam Frazier. They made a trade with the Mets to get James McCann as a backup catcher. And they brought back Michael Givens. The only person they lost was Jordan Lyle, but they got two more of those. Their lineup was, the lineup is going to be Cedric Mullins, Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Anthony Santander, Ryan Mountcastle, Roman Urias, Kyle Stowers, Austin Hayes, and Adam Frazier. And they have a lot of pitchers that could come up this year as well. They're a very young team, and last year they proved that they can win. And that this year, there's. And they have the best I catcher. I think they're better than they are last year. Well, and they have the best catcher in the American League. He will be. No, he is. You think so? I do. I think he's the second best catcher in baseball behind Ramuto. Hmm. And I, th- I think. I like well, but, I, but I think that he can pass Ramuto. I think he's that good. Oh, I, do, I do too. No, you don't. You just said that he wasn't the best catcher in the AL. Arizona Diamondbacks brought in Miguel Castro and Scott McGuff. Uh, they lost Ian Kennedy and Zach Davies, uh, as well as uh, acquiring Kyle Lewis in a trade with the Seattle Red Sox. <laughs> um, uh, they're a real uh, who gives a shit organization. Um, I have their. Uh, lineup uh, being uh, Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, uh, McCarthy, Walker, Guriel, Rojas, Thomas Kelly, Ahmed, um, with uh, Zach Gallen, uh, Merrill Kelly, and Madison Bumgarner as the one, two, three in the rotation. Yeah, that's your favorite team in the, in the NL West. Talk about them. Well, that's my favorite team in the NL West, but I, you know, I. I do like the. You love players. the dry heat. I do. I do. I do. There's a lot of a lot of players I I do like. Um, I think you know. Unfortunately, I think the Diamondbacks are kind of in a a weird spot where I think they're kind of outmatched by other teams in their division. Um, you know when you know Nick Ahmed is your what batting seventh for this you know, that squad. I don't know. I. I just I feel as though that Nickman is not known for his back. Yeah, but still, I mean, he's a Gold Glove shortstop. That's why he's in the lineup. But still, I mean, like that's like your guy. I mean, I guess Cattell Marte is like the the, the one selling jerseys. Um, I don't know. I, it's a yeah, him and Christian Walker. It's a team that it's, it's going to win like I don't know seventy games. I think you're wrong. I don't know. I, I, I think just, they're very young. I just think they're. I out- think they're. Go ahead. 
No, go ahead, Kevin. I'll say it's a, it's, Sorry for disrupting you. It's, it's a team not better than the Dodgers. Uh, I, I'm kind of of the opinion, though, that the Padres are kind of a mess. I think it's a team that's still, you know, you know, that's going to be in the discussion. And um, even the even the Giants, uh, the, the team that they're kind of just like they're, they're the A's of the NL, they scrape it together and uh, are promising. I just think that it's the team that's the odd man out. It's, it's going to be a fourth place finish. Then we got the Toronto Blue Jays. Adding Dalton Varsho, Chris Bassett, Kevin Kiermeyer, Eric Swanson, and Brandon Bell. And Chad Green. That's right, Mock. They brought in Chad Green. Um, this won't. team is, I mean, he's better than what you have now. Um, their lineup is Springer, Bruchette, Guerrero, Kirk, Varsho, Chapman, Belt, Whit Merrifield, and Kevin Kiermaier. The rotation is Alec Manoa, Kevin Gossman, Jose Barreos, Chris Bassett, either Yusei Kikuchi or Nate Pearson. Uh, this team is going to be very, very good. I think they win the division, and it's not even close. I think they win the division by like five or six games. I think if you were to like trend this team and we kind of saw a little bit last year, you're right. This is the year that they kind of put it all together and, and kind of, you know, go on a run. I'm not saying they're going to represent the AL in the world series, but I think they could definitely win the division. A lot of pop in the lineup. Yeah, What's that? I know. I think Brandon belts big for them. He's won a bunch of world series. He's a left-handed bat, plays first or outfield. And uh, do you do you think? Because I know you you had your reservations about Bassett on the Mets, and I would I would say that it, it wasn't a waste. It, it was probably barely worthwhile, but it wasn't a waste. Do you think he kind of goes back to two years ago, or still good on the on the Athletics? Well, I, I guess wasn't he's going to a better ballpark for him. Yeah. So I think he's going to be just fine. And, he, and he's there three or four. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt to pay him that much money. Paul? San Diego Padres lost Josh Bell, uh, Sean Manaya, Mike Clevenger, Jerkson Profar, and Will Myers, among others, to free agency. They uh, were able to bring in resign. Flores and Nick Martinez, as well as sign their 17th shortstop of this decade, Xander. Um, the big news since we really started this was um, Machado saying that he was going to exercise his option after ne- uh, next year and the Padres offering a deal. Um, but going into this season, I have the projected lineup at Sung Kim, uh, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Xander Bogart, Jake Cronenworth, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter, Spinola, and Trent Grisham with uh, Hugh Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, 
uh, Michael Waka, and then either Nick Martinez or Seth Lugo. I like the, the rotation falls off. Well, I was going to say, I, I do like the rotation, uh, but I mean, I think it's a lot of just speculation because of how, how decent they were kind of down the stretch last year. And uh, that lineup is just weird. I mean, Cruz is going on this retirement tour. As long as it's out of the AL Central, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Any team that's willing to just say, hey, we'll take a flyer, Nelson Cruz. Why don't you play for six more seasons? Yeah, he was bad last year. And I don't know. You're, not, he for the Nationals. you're not a big Cronenworth guy either. No, I think the guy overrated a shit. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. Then we have the Tampa Bay Rays, the team that has a bunch of nobodies but finds a way to win 90 games. They brought in Zach Eflin. That was it. They lost Kluber, Kiermaier, Zanino, Yarbrough, Nick Anderson, David Peralta, and G-Man Choi. Um, they, they lined up as Andy Diaz, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarena, Brandon Lowe, Harold Ramirez, Manuel Margot, Jonathan Aranda, Christian Bethencourt, and Jose Siri. And the rotation is McClanahan, Glasnow, Ramusen, Eflin, and Springs, with Shane Baz maybe making the sixth starter. This team has to win by pitching. They're not going to put up a lot of runs. And and I think that's Miz, where it hurts. The Miz is really good. What's that? I said the Miz really has it going for him. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see it. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, that's a good reason to. Eh, There's just two points I needed to bring up. Yeah, right, go ahead. You're up. All right. Uh, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, they won the Carlos Correa injury sweepstakes this offseason, <laughs> as well as bringing Anniker, Ross, Stripling, and Sean Manaya. Um, they lost Carlos Rodon, Brandon Belt, and Evan Longoria, um, as well as re-signing uh, postseason juggernaut Jock Peterson. Um, their uh, projected lineup that I have is uh, Estrada, Yastrzemski, Hanniger, Peterson, Conforto, VR, David, not Jonathan, uh, Crawford, Wade, Lamonte, not David, not Dwayne, and Bart, Joey, not Simpson. Um, and then I have their <laughs> being uh, Webb, not Spider, but Logan, Cobb, not the salad, but Alex, <laughs> uh, Mattia, uh Stripling, and Wood. Alex Wood. I enjoy that they're shtick gonna, in there. They're going to be the San Francisco Giants. Very, very average. But they always find a way to kind of put it together. Oh, they have a terrible manager. Gabe Kapler sucks. <laughs> All right. Then I had the Red Sox. Mock. Yeah. All right. 
I want you to listen to the lineup. Their lineup is not as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, so they obviously they lost Bogarts, JD Martinez. They lost uh, Nathan Evaldi, Rich Hill, Tommy Pham. Only really big loss is Alexander Bogarts. Um, so their their lineup is going to be Enrique Hernandez playing short. Devers, Justin Turner, Alex Verdugo, their number one prospect, Tristan Casas. They brought in Adalberto Mondesi. The Japanese player, Matsusaka Yoshida. Their catcher is Reese McGuire. And either Jaron Duran or Adam Duvall is going to be playing out there. Um, <laughs> the rotation is Sale, Kluber, Pavetta, James Paxton, and Garrett Whitlock. And they also brought in Kenley Jansen and Chris Martin. Last year, the Red Sox' big problem was the bullpen. They addressed that. Even though they lost Bogarts, I do think they'll get production out of that team. So I don't think the Red Sox are as bad as what people think they're going to be. To me, they're, they're, they're like a wait and see. You know, because really, like what you said, they, they may not be bad, but... I mean, they're coming off a bad season, and they that lost their star the, player. Yeah, they're just going to win the World Series. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like to me, they're they're just a wait and see, kind of see how it how things kind of pan out. You know, I don't. I just feel and that they just go from there. They're kind of just outmatched. I think Toronto will be the real deal. I think Baltimore will be as good, if not a little bit better, than last year. Tampa Bay has just been super consistent for the past couple of years, and I, I know I just think you know in, in the Yankees, you know they. But you're forgetting a big factor in all this. Being. They play the NL Central this year. They play the Rockies and the and the and the fucking Marlins a few times. Okay, but but aren't those other AL teams going to play? Everybody plays each other, but I'm just saying. They're, they're taking out the Blue Jays and they're adding the Cincinnati fucking Reds. You know what I'm saying? All right. I mean. So I think that division's very, like, I think all of them have a good chance of being over 500. Because of the fact they're not playing each other so many times. Right. But they could suck, and who knows? Ball, cool. clean it up. Ball. Wow. All right. And to round it out, I've got the Colorado Rockies. Um, they didn't really do anything in terms of bringing in new people. They, but they re-signed. Um, sorry, I lost my thing here. Uh, oh, they didn't really bring in much, but they uh, they re-signed uh, Jose Urania and Tyler Kinley, which were big deals for them. Um, projected lineup for them was uh, Jonathan Daza, uh, Chris Bryant, Ryan McCann, CJ Crone, Charlie Blackman, Brendan Rogers, Sean Bouchard, Elias Diaz, and Ezekiel Tovar. And their rotation, uh, German Marquez, Kyle Freeland, 
Jose Urena, Austin Gombar, and Connor Siebold. They're going to try to play 500 ball. Yeah, that has a potential to be a pretty rough squad. They're just trying to play 500 baseball. That's all they're doing. The owner said it. <laughs> so that, that rounds out the offseason. Spring training starts on Friday this week. It's exciting for me. Did you take off from work? I did not. It's a Phillies play on Saturday. You're not hosting your annual uh, potluck lunch? No, not this year. Nobody came last year. Oh, it's too bad. I invited you guys. You guys didn't show up. Yeah. Well, you were supposed to make the deep fried... uh, uh, Playlist. There we go. Yeah, you still didn't show up, though. Deep fried huevos. <laughs> Muy delicioso. Before we do that thing, Mark, do you want me to just read the team I made up? Oh, I want to hear sure. it. Um, so I completely did not understand what he was saying. So I put all the sports together. So my shortstop is Bobby Joe Hill from Glory Road. My yeah, center oh, field. Mock, was this meant to be or like serious? Um, I mean, it could really go either way. I was just looking at it as like, um, you know, you have, say, a starting five. Or for a basketball team, and you can only use, you know, basketball movie characters. Yeah, Kyle, you can't I, use Bobby Joe Hill. Dude, I told you what I did. I messed up. Yeah, but Kyle, you can't use. He's not a basketball movie character. He's a real man. Yeah, but he was a basketball movie in the thing. No, somebody, an actor portrayed what he was like. Does it matter? Life. Just let me just finish this, okay? No, no, no. I, I did can't. it wrong. I did it wrong. Then don't. I don't want. I don't want to hear it. Then. Uh, my center fielder is Willie Beeman. But you have a point guard and a center fielder? Yes, I do. I don't understand. What What are you making, a pickleball team? Dude, I told you I fucked up. I thought you wanted me to make a starting nine from all the sports. Sounds like you're making a worst shot doubles collegiate team. Oh, my God. I know <laughs> I fucked up, okay? I'm, I'm just not going to read it. No, I want to know I want to know who your eight-man rowing team is in the Olympics. <laughs> my third baseman is Gus Bus. My fourth and first baseman, Jack Parkman. My right, my left fielder batting fifth is Rex Pennebaker. Batting sixth is Ronnie Bass. Number seven, my catcher is Doug Glatt. DH is Stan Ross. And batting ninth, playing second is Jerry Rev Harris. Who's your first baseman? Jack Parkman. Why is it not Stan Ross? Stan Ross is DHing. He's 40. He's a liability out there. He should still play first. He played first. He, he played first in Mr. 3000. Mm, and they were in fifth place. Well, no, because they didn't have a DH. Yeah. Classic NL. 
<laughs> uh, my rotation is Chet Stedman, Joe Cooper from basketball, <laughs> Junior Floyd, the quarterback from the Little Giants, uh, Rick Vaughn, and Shane Falco. My closer is Henry Roland Gardner. <laughs> wow, Rick Vaughn is the four? Yeah, Rick Vaughn is whatever, more, man. More importantly, you made a starting pitcher your closer? Exactly. And Billy Joe Johnson still the only real person on this team? Mm-hmm. Probably Joe Hill, actually. And technically, Ronnie Bass is, too. I see. Billy Bob. Uh, my manager is Tony DeMato from Any Given Sunday, Al Pacino's character. My pitching coach is Brickma. My hitting, my hitting coach is Jake Taylor. That's what I thought I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been funnier if Doug Glatt was your hitting coach. You know, you know what the best part is? Maybe I, like an hour or so after I'd sent that out, he t- he's like, dude, I killed it. <laughs> I did kill it, though. If I got really to <laughs> be honest with you. I don't even know what he did. I would have took cl- all sports movies I didn't, and made him as one baseball team. I didn't read what Mock said he wanted Kyle to do, so I don't even know how far off he is. I still would have closed so on. Like, so, like, the idea in my head was, you know, any any baseball movie, right? So, like, make a starting nine mm-hmm. um, characters from, like, baseball movies. Okay. And, and same for any other sport. But don't use football players on your baseball team. No, so, like, you do it for each sport. So, like, you do it for baseball, and you make a starting nine for baseball, and then you could have... I mean, obviously, football would be a little different. Where you're, you know, you're not gonna pick eleven guys. Like you could make, I don't know, a fucking whatever for football. Um, you know, hockey, dude, you're you're five and a goalie, and so on and so forth. Gotcha, gotcha. Got fucked up. I get it. So probably Pedro Serrano at first, right? He played right field. Yeah, but he's a big guy. I mean, I think you're right. I think we, we keep uh, what's his face at DH. What Stan Ross? Stan Ross. I mean, I don't. I, mean, I guess you could play him at first. Why are you putting Stan Ross? He had he had two hits in half a season. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Stan Ross even on this? <laughs> it was just supposed to be for fun. No, I understand, but but even for fun. I like the Rex Pennebaker pick. Thanks. I'm kind of mad that you didn't pick anybody from Angels in the outfield. Yeah, I get it. I mean, Tony Danza was going to die from cancer in that movie. Give the guy some respect. Make him your five. <laughs> you got lit up, man. Matthew McConaughey ran through a fucking wall. Yeah, but I don't think I know his name in the movie. Just Matthew McConaughey from Angels in the outfield. I would have known exactly who you were talking about. Souls, you could have picked Pudge from Little Big League. Could have picked anybody but Bobby Joe Johnson. Bobby Joe Hill. Bar- Bobby Joe Armstrong. I think you're mixing two guys up. No, the the Black Green Day band. Oh. <laughs> uh, They're just called MLK. Anyways, what sport do you want to do, Mark? Um... Do basketball. Starting five. Are we doing this as a group or are we all making our own? 
You do it as a group, because then otherwise it'll take... Yeah, it was supposed to just kind of be a quick thing. Alright, okay. Um, well, uh... Alright, how about this? Everybody gets to pick one player in a position, and then we all have to agree on the last one together. Lola Bunny. You're going Lola Bunny at the... At the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, so based off of Kyle's thing, could I just pick Michael Jordan at the two? <laughs> and LeBron at the three? <laughs> Team is pretty good. Team's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'll take those two. Um, I'm. You know what? Actually, uh, Dennis Rodman was an Eddie, so I'll take him at the <laughs> four. Uh, Allen Iverson was in like Mike, so I'm gonna take him at the one. And then uh, Shaq was in Kazam, so I'm gonna take him at the five. <laughs> so uh, there you go. I just made the dream team. No, I think you can't pick real people. That's got to be the, the fun of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. All right, so everybody, everybody, just pick a pick a player. Just when you have who you want, just shout it out. Let's see. Uh, um, let's see. Let's see. Take Bow Wow from Like Mike. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like it. Ate a crepe. I know the. Uh, I know all the words to that rap song. Can you give us a few few bars? Can you just let me finish my fucking sentence? Sorry. I'm so sorry. Bow Wow featuring Fabulous and Jermaine Dupri, otherwise known as Fabulous. (laughs) Sounded like a fake apology. Yeah, he didn't mean it. One time we were sitting in our dorm room, and this kid that was in our living with us came out and said, yeah, I'm going to a Fabulous concert. And Massey was like, I love Fabulous. Which is very funny. He sounded like a real white guy when he said it, too. Yeah. I would have liked to see that dorm room. Oh, man. It was me. Uh, it, it was it was me, um, like, uh, like Nick on steroids. Uh, any foreign guy you've ever seen on TV. Uh, the Mass. And then uh, this uh, dude named Bromel. And he stole some funny books. Story. Yeah, funny story about Armel. He stole Massey's textbooks and sold them back to the bookstore for money. Sounds like he deserved it. Yeah, he did. He made me watch Clue a lot. Yep. All right, so Mark at the point guard. Uh, I'm taking Coffee Black. Taking Coffee Black at the three? Yep. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. The uh, alley oop. <laughs> I'm going to take Yvonne from Eddie. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie, but it's a movie where Whoopi Goldberg is brought in to uh, coach the Knicks as a fan. She, like, wins, like, a like a giveaway thing to be a second-half yeah. coach. And she, she coaches the team, and uh, they the Knicks just have a center named Yvonne who can't speak English, and the whole movie is him trying to learn how to take a charge. And then at the end of the movie, he just shouts, Yvonne, take charge. And uh, that's what I'm taking. Kendall? You're taking Air Bud, aren't you? No, as much as I'd love to. And Air Bud at the two and Bow Wow at the one. I'm trying to decide what I should do here. Uh, I, I, I want to take either Sidney Dean or Billy Hoyle. 
Is Jackie Moon not on the radar? Well, I'm leaving that out. Sydney Dean at the two is pretty good. All right, then let's go with that. Stupid pick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I said I'm gonna make stupid. All right, so we need we need a power forward. We all got to agree on a power forward. How are we feeling about Daffy Duck? I mean, I'm a big Daffy Duck guy. Go Jackie Moon here. But do we really want Jackie Moon at the four? Well, what about Air Bud then? We definitely don't want Air Bud at the four. He's got to get box out down low. Who's a point guard? Come on, Kendall. Jeez. Maybe you bite right in the inner thigh. <laughs> what about the wolf? <laughs> what about Michael J. Fox's character from Teen Wolf? Absolutely not. I veto that. <laughs> Ask why. Michael T. Fox, he's, he's, he's all over the place. He shakes too much. Keep the defense on their toes. I'm all set. I don't want that. Hey, the Mr. coach is for sure Coach Carter, right? Yeah. You know that or Martin Lawrence's character in Rebound. So, I mean, I'm going to ask a question, even though I can't. Like, we want to stick to movies or can we go television show? Why who you got? Because the Fresh Prince was pretty good at basketball. Yeah, I think we've got to stick to movies though. <laughs> and then like we can do it again another time and incorporate. Hey, that's fine. Hmm. Are there any basketball movies that we're not thinking of? Shaq's character and Chips, blue chips. We could do Omar Epps from Love and Ball. You guys ever see um? What's the new Adam Sandler movie? Uncut Gems. No Rebound. No, what's it called? Fuck. Hustle. No. Oh. We picked Juan Hunter Gomez character. What if we just picked the What if we just picked the black guy that was uh, that plays yep. basketball in every movie? He was in Coach Carter. He was Finding Forrester. I'm surprised Kyle didn't want Zac Efron from High School Musical. Oh, Souls. We we can still put him on at Paul Ford. <laughs> we could still get him in there, guys. <laughs> Somebody say six man. Who did we pick at the three? Coffee Black. We can move. Him, we can move him to the four. We could move him to the four. Move him to the four, and then move Sidney Dean to the three, and put Zach Efron at the two. I think down for that. We do need a musical component to the squad. Actually, Kyle, what if we get the Marlon Wayans from the Sixth Man? That's a good. That's a good one too. Or Joanna yeah. Man. I think we bring Marlon Wayans from the Sixth Man because then his dead brother comes and helps. <laughs> All right. Or we could get that girl from that awful Disney movie called Twins where they both play basketball. That movie is fucking awful. Favorite fucking movie. Oh, my God. How many, time, well, how many times did you have to watch that? I've only watched it once, and it was like right when Disney Plus came out. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is on here. And we watched it, and I was like, this is the biggest load of shit. <laughs> this team with a girl, she has the ball, and she's just moving it around. Yeah. 
Like, um, oh, we look alike and play basketball. Great fucking movie. Yeah, the Coens did that. And Weber. Fucking get naked. You going with Kenny Tyler? Who that is? That's Marlon Wayne's character in Six Man. No. Or are we going Zach Efron? I mean, what if we just what if we just do the monsters? It's They're pretty pick. good. I mean, they were in that game for a reason. Meme? Have you seen the meme where it was like Magic Johnson tweeted out like, "I don't know why the monsters didn't want my ability." They were back to like because of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it is be pretty good. It is really funny. Like when they made Space Jam, they couldn't find a fifth person. Better than Stephen Bradley. <laughs> Guy was kind of whatever. <laughs> Just talk. What? Sean Bradley. Whatever. Potato apple cop. He was just tall. He wasn't good. Yeah. I was just like... like... Or we could pick Zach Efron in 17 again. He played. He played basketball in that movie. Well, if we're doing that, then we're taking Matthew Perry from Seventeen again. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, what's it? What's his fucking name? We should pick the guy. Common. We should pick the guy right. who was opposite of Kevin James, who fakes the injury. <laughs> That would be funny. That's one of like my favorite scenes in that movie, honestly. <laughs> like you guys want to you want to just fake injuries? <laughs> like, oh, oh god. It's just funny too cuz I, I love the scene like when they're just like leaning on each other and it's like could you imagine the dampness <laughs> <in> them? <laughs> could you imagine just the fester bacteria ground that's just growing in there? That that basketball game like sequence in that movie. I think Gabe brought to like one of my favorite things was when the guy eats that cannoli. Oh, so good. He's oh. like, did you eat your daughter's cannoli? It's from Fajulio's. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> think about that it. That shit makes me laugh so hard every time I see it. <laughs> he just Don't tagged out of the game. Daddy. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Sorry. They, she, she's like, no, you just... made me spill my freaking beer. I just love because he tags out of a game for injury. He's got to be so thirsty. Boom, cannoli. <laughs> like, leave me alone. That's from Fagilio's. That shit cracks me up. I just want to go Adam Sandler from Grown Ups. He was pretty good at that. Yeah. I, I mean... only say no because it's not a basketball movie. I mean, they just, they like, yeah, I guess they played basketball, but. Listen, Hollywood never misses that shot. Well, then we can't take Zac Efron. That's not a basketball movie. I guess that's fair. Let's just say gay softcore porn. (laughs) Yeah, basketball. And if we're taking Adam Sandler, Kyle, we're taking Adam Sandler basketball abilities from the longest yards. (laughs) He beat Michael Irvin. Her run-up was very funny in that movie. 
Bianca Belair's ever shown up to Raw and been like, fuck, I forgot my ponytail? <laughs> Every day. Um, you guys had the Riddler's ranking to do. Do you guys want to do that? Yes. All right. So uh, it's actually going to be uh, all three of you because Massey's not on. So I, I called Kendall and gave him the instructions. I gave everybody the instructions ahead of time uh, to give them some time to think about it. But the Riddler's ranking is going to be a uh, ranking uh, five through one of like the worst rule changes in like American sports history. So hockey, basketball, football, and baseball. Um. And then the only stipulation was like like things that actually like affected like you know the way the game was like played, coached, or officiated. Not like things like moving Monday Night Football to ESPN or you know the Dodgers leaving Brooklyn. Nothing like that. Did you also see that Bleacher Report article? <laughs> I did. Because <laughs> you just hit the top two on that list. No, no, that's funny though. Well, the ESPN thing was like uh, Kyle had said it to me earlier today, and then the oh, so that means Kyle read it and said it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, Kyle definitely read it. Well, no, because it's fun, like when you said, I was like, all right, so I started looking stuff up, and like that was the first thing that came up, so that was just funny. That you just said like the same thing. Nikki Cross is a very homely woman. <laughs> Yeah, but like you know, Kendall, well, you want my opinion on Nikki Cross? No, you're the least. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Trust me, I know your opinion. I've seen the. They call her Thicky <laughs> Cross for a reason. Hey, Mark, would you? If I told you that Kendall had a separate cell phone for every single different WWE diva, would you agree? Would you understand? And would you be like, "Yeah, that makes sense"? He he is for sure the one guy that if I heard that, I wouldn't be like. What? Well, be like, yeah, okay. I'm really just devoting all my time to one. I'm really selling myself short. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if Kendall had a different Instagram account for like every like Alexa Bliss like ring attire. <laughs> like, oh, hold on, I gotta log into my my uh perp my Harley Quinn attire. <laughs> yeah. I do see some of those comments. Like, wow, they wrote what I was thinking. League and uh, tributes. <laughs> that was very funny. Need some more lamination <laughs> sheets. Well, let's scotch guard his phone. I'll say, let's just say that Rebecca's laminator hasn't really been used for school much lately. Laminated. <laughs> Sorry. And we pretty much hit the nail on the head, didn't we? Yep. I'm gross. I just I just couldn't imagine doing something like that and then being like, all right, well, time to wipe off this picture. Yeah, no, that's weird. Well, then why do you do it? I don't. It's fun to Kendall. joke about, but... Kendall. <laughs> we, we know. It's okay. You got the Alexa Bliss photo. You got the Conrail photo. And then you got the picture of Kyle. Well, the picture. Of, well, the picture of Kyle is just a towel. 
tapestry. It's been imprinted. It's worth a quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> See, now you get it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, pull up my list here. I mean, I can go. Go ahead. Actually, you want me to shoot right on the list or like talk about it or? I don't care. Do whatever you guys want to. All right. So um, at my five, I have uh, elimination of the shift. Now, this will be the first year that this is kind of going to affect. So it really hasn't truly happened yet. However, I've kind of always been of the opinion that I, I didn't I didn't mind the shift. I thought that, like, you know, if you're a good enough player, you can, you know, hit around. And for defensively, I thought it created for some, you know, some interesting scenarios. And I think it was important to really scout the player you're going against. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that was something that really didn't need to be changed. Uh, at the four, uh, rechanging the MLB All-Star game incentive. Uh, now, back in the day, it was just a game. Uh, and then, actually, in our lifetime, they changed it to be the the winner of the you know game would be the the home team for the World Series. And then, just recently, they changed it back. Uh, I I just thought that was kind of like it was an all star game that actually meant something. And once again, they took away that meaning away. Uh, I always felt that that if other sports could find a way to incorporate that into their their game. It would just mean it would just mean that Ulster games would be impactful and, and something like worth watching. Now it's just another exhibition that doesn't matter. Uh, at the three, I put the addition of the NBA play-in game. Uh, to me, I thought the NBA playoff system was fine. I understand like the COVID bubble kind of played some you know components of all that, but it's something that's kind of stuck around. Uh, I just. To me, it's an example of sports just changing something for the sake of changing something. Uh, I, I find it to be unnecessary and kind of redundant. Uh, at the two is something that will kind of go into effect this year as well. Um, MLB changing so there's less division play and more uh, playing every team. Uh, That's something we kind of discussed on the show a lot. Uh, I think something special about baseball is you – the teams in their own division play each other a lot, and I, that impacts you know playoff seating and whatnot. And it's just it creates interesting like the, the the Mets play the White Sox every so often, and so there's not like a lot of stats to go off like oh it's interesting they're twenty four and ten in the all time series or or whatever. It's just now it kind of makes all that stuff less special. Um, and at the one, uh, the changing of the kickoff spot. Uh, you know, now there's less less returns. All those statistics are just kind of down the drain. The, the Deion Sanders, the Devin Hester's, the D'Angelo Halls of the world, like the the stats are kind of become empty numbers in a way. Because yeah, hey, they they happened, but a big part of the game is now gone. Uh, at that moment, one honorable mention, uh, uh, getting rid of uh, the the wedge. <laughs> All right. That's my five through one. All right. I'll go next. Um, my fifth one. Um, I think it's I think it's stupid that in hockey, if you go to overtime and lose, you still get a point. 
Um, it's just a, I don't know, to me it's a weird system. Um, and I also learned today while reading about that, that you can risk forfeiting that point. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Paul? Yep. Yeah, so if you pull your goalie in that overtime period during the three-on-three, if you pull your goalie and lose, you don't get the point. But that was interesting. Um, at four, I have uh, the NFL. I mean, this was a one-year rule when you were allowed to challenge pass interference. Uh, it was it was something that people thought we should have forever. And then we had it and was like, this is awful. <laughs> um so that was that was an annoying year, you know. Luckily, that's already gone. Um, at three, I have the NFL touchback being moved to the twenty-five yard line from the twenty-yard line. Um, it was, I mean, it goes hand in hand with what Kendall just said. You know, the it made teams more likely to just take the um, touchback. You're getting quarter of the field is already done. Um, at two, I actually also had the NFL kickoff being moved from the 30-yard line to the 35 for the same thing Kendall said, you know, less returns. Um, and then my number one change that I hated was uh, that the MLB had the DH only in the AL from 1971 till last year. Um it was only adopted on the one side, and I mean, I, I just always thought it was dumb that you know one side, you know, the AL played with a DH, the NL didn't. I I, I always thought it was kind of dumb. Um, I'm happy now that they they finally you know got everyone on the same page. Uh, so that's my list. All right. Uh, number five for me is MLB Rule Seven Point Oh Five. Uh, catching the ball with your hat will be rewarded with three bases. I'll read the same stuff I read. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you, if you can catch a ball with your hat, you should be able to. It would be impressive. Well, that, that rule goes even deeper. Like, if you take your glove off during a play, it's a it's a ground rule triple. I know. I think you should be able to throw your glove at it. It's not going to hit it, like, rarely. Help Pat. <laughs> Guy who's done it on multiple Just, occasions. Um, MLB making All Star Game. I don't think you should be able to throw things at the ball to stop them. I think just the hat. I think you can catch the ball with your hat. Right, like, but like, if you, but you have to be holding the hat. Like, it has to be no, connected no, to. You. That's what like, I was saying. Right, but well, you said like if you could throw your glove at it and stop it. Like, I don't think you should be able to throw things at the ball to stop it. But like, you know, like if you if you wanted to dive with your hat out to get that extra, you know, six inches or whatever, I think you should be able to. So, Kendall, for a long time, I thought the same thing you did about the MLB All-Star game. Mm -hmm. And then I was reading some stuff today that changed my mind about it. Um, Certain things is that a lot of the, the players didn't give a shit about it. They just wanted it to be fun. Right. So, like, there was a there was a, a quote by Jose Fernandez saying, "In David Ortiz's last year, he wanted to give up a home run to." Hmm. So, and then so um, was, some other things about it was 
like only a few teams benefited from it. To say like if it's still going on, the red one of one of the Reds players is in it. Why the fuck does he care about who has home field advantage? You know what I'm saying? Why does he want to help his own rival Cardinals? So I I think making that game meaningful was stupid. Uh, The NBA three point line, I think it took away all fundamentals of the game. Now everybody just shoots. There's no fundamental basketball much anymore. Uh, Number four, to strike three wild pitch or ball in the dirt rule. Um, still not really sure why that's allowed. If the ball hits dirt on strike three, the runner's allowed to run the first. It makes no sense. And then number five, the same thing as mock. Or number one for me, it being able to challenge pass interference. It didn't work at all. It was horrific. They made it worse. A lot of this, I mean, we, we talked about it on the show when the when you were able to challenge that is, I mean, were any ever actually reversed? I mean, without like, looking oh. it up, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure trying there... to think about, like, I don't, I don't remember it, so I, I don't know, but, like, it, it got to where it almost seemed like the referees were like, no, we got it right, shut up. <laughs> like, it was almost like a, like a vendetta. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it happened. Yeah. But... I don't, I, Kyle, I do, I agree with kind of what you're saying, especially from the player's perspective. But I just, I thought it was cool, you know, for an all-star game to to mean something. Because it's just like, you know, we, we kind of saw, you know, this weekend with, you know, the NBA stuff, like... You know, there there's some some cool things that you know that happen, and it's fun. But at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, hey, we took a break during the middle of the season to do some nonsense. Yeah, I lost Kyle there for a minute. Um, yeah. We, I said for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, you know, I I I used to like a lot how the the MLB All Star Game did mean something. Like that that was kind of a hanging point for, it. but it, it does make sense for it not to anymore, because again, like it it shouldn't dictate, or it's not that it dictates, but it shouldn't have a potential. Influence on a championship series. You know, if a team comes in and they won, you know, say seven more games than or you know, were higher seeded or whatever, you know, they they should have the home field event. They they earned that right, not because players on a you know a rival team could be in their division, you know, won a exhibition game in the middle of the year i was surprised but i always just kind of assumed because that's all all i knew i thought it was always that way i didn't realize it was just a game for fun that they changed i didn't i didn't realize that yeah so from what i read today was that bud Selig. i think it was like 2002 the game ended in a tie because the both teams ran out of pitching (laughs) 
And he was so pissed. He was like, no, this game now means something. He, he just made the decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I only feel that way is because I was ex- like we were exposed to it, and like if it would never change, it obviously would never come, a, you know, cross as a conversation at all. But you know, it just I don't know. I feel like all all these things, all these games now, other than like the the dunk contests and the home run derbies, like that's fun. That's a cool thing. It just makes the game now so I don't know. Meaningless. I, I I don't know. Well, they're all meaningless, right? It's it's just something for people to enjoy watching the best stars of and, each league. And I, listen, I understand it's it's a reward for the players who have played well to that point. You know, it's a celebration of oh hey, you know, uh, Josh Donaldson has played so well down the stretch. We want to reward him by getting play in this exhibition game, you know, and show off. It's, it's an accolade. I, I get it. Uh, I, it just, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't put into words what, what I, what I mean. It just seems like it could be spent differently. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, where where do we rank? Um. All right. So, uh, I'm a humongous fan of Kyle talking about the three point thing. The three point line ruined basketball. Um. I mean, it's ruining it more so now than it did. Uh. 20 years ago but it, it, it is ruining the fundamentals of the game it, it, it's it, you're seeing players you're, you're seeing teams no longer game plan offensively you, you don't see teams calling out plays you're, you're just seeing people rotate around perimeters trying to just find an open shot I mean you, you, you literally see see it now where like teams teams that are built to actually have like good proper NBA lineups don't have as you know don't have as much success as you know these other teams because they don't have elite light out shooting you know shooting three pointers only it's just it's really ruined the game it's it's taken away from the ability to score from you know multi facets I mean you, it's a homer thing to say but like you watch somebody like Demar Derozan play basketball you know you watch him go out and and have a, a thirty four point game and it's and it's mesmerizing to watch somebody do that versus somebody having a 34.3 point game. You know, it's, you just got to be hot for two minutes. You know, you fucking, you jack up five threes in two minutes and boom, you're already at fucking 15 points. It's, it's made scoring records, you know, basically obsolete because before, you know the the mid two thousands. Um, you know people had three point. You know Michael Jordan took three pointers. Um, you know a lot of these players took three pointers. But you know look at look at Kareem. Kareem sat alone at the the top of the the leaderboard for you know forty years without taking any threes. 
and it's it just goes to show like how you, you know the three pointer really isn't a dominating thing. It's it's just it it was I don't know. It's just ruined the sport for me. Um, uh, Mark, I was really excited when you said hockey because I thought you were going to talk about the trapezoid rule or the delay of game rule, but you went the opposite direction. I hated that one. That was a stupid pick you made. You stupid, stupid pick. Oh, eat it. Stupid fucking, stupid fucking pick. It's a dumb pick. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> It'll the one, um, pick it. The one point for playoff losses, um, I think, is a very important rule. I know that there are a lot of people that don't like it because, you know, we, we you know, the world is, uh, you know, as much as we, uh, children, as much as, as, as we see children living the world of, uh, you know, participation trophies. We don't like seeing it for adult athletes. Um, but it's not really what it is. A lot of people think that the NHL should adapt a 3-2-1 system where you get three points for winning in regulation, two points for winning in overtime, and one point for losing in overtime. Um, why that would be dumb or why getting rid of the overtime loss point would be dumb is that it, it would create massive amounts of separation. Um, the one point for getting... The, the getting the point for going to overtime is what keeps playoff races tight. It's what keeps teams in the mix. You know, you know, you look at you look at teams like the Boston Bruins. You look at teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, teams that are good and have been good for a while. Um, you know, it makes all the difference in the world when you know they their rut is. You know, they they might have lost five of their last eight, but they made it to you know overtime in seven of them. Um, which means that, like, you know, even when they're playing their worst, they're still, you know, pretty much just as good, if not better, than the next team on the ice. Um, and the other thing, too, is with the the only way I would be content with getting rid of the, uh, extra, the point for losing in overtime is if we get rid of the shootout and just play, you play sudden death hockey like you do five on five like you do in the playoffs. Which will never happen because it'll create the, the game. The season would just—it wouldn't be longer, but it just, games would just be ridiculous. You'd have fucking eight-period games every fucking week because teams would go into def- defense mode and not want to give up a goal. So, because the game can end so abruptly and it's three on three with so much skating room, it's designed to have a goal happen quickly. Or if it goes to shootout, like I, I like the idea of, of the team. You know, if you can get to overtime. You, you deserve the point. You made it to overtime. It keeps the playoff tight, races tight. Uh, all the, the, the defensive pass interference and all the kickoff rules, I mean, those I like all those. You know, I think that the kickoffs is very important. Um, I actually, I don't know if any of you guys followed any of the rules the XFL is doing, but the, the, I like the kickoff rule that the XFL is implementing. I think that the NFL needs to uh, take a serious look into adapting that into their system instead of moving the kickoff up and the touchback up. Um, and then the, uh, Kendall, uh, you, you know, my feelings, good job on the MLB schedule. Um, and I'm surprised none of you took the Homer pick. I'm surprised none of you took the biggest thing I gripe about in all of sports. The biggest, the thing I think is the dumbest rule in the world. Um, Blanken. Why is a foul tip not a fucking out? Oh. <laughs> Just stupid fucking rule. 
If I hit a fucking foul ball and someone catches it, it's an out. But if I foul tick it into the glove, it's not. And it never is. Yeah. Doesn't make any well, sense. You made contact, ball. It and sometimes is. But you, it should be every time. No, no, you, I, you, I know what you're saying, but I'm, it, it sometimes is. Which is even more dumb. <laughs> you made contact. What, what's the definition of fouling out? You made contact with the ball. It it went into foul territory, was not was never a, it wasn't a fair ball, but it was caught and it would be a put out. How is that any different than a tip than a foul tip into the glove? You made contact into foul territory and it was caught. Here, here. Makes me mad. It's the dumbest rule in the world. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, I'm gonna give. Let's see. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give, instead of giving one person three points and nobody any, and two people no points, I'm going to give Kyle and Kendall two points each. I'm going to give Mock one point. All right. All right. I thought you were going to go, when you said hockey, I thought you were saying trapezoid rule, and I was like, oh, thank God. Remind, what's the trapezoid rule? I mean, that's kind of what I meant, but all right. (laughs) Yeah, is it? (laughs) You worded it kind of weird, but I understand. Um, All right, it's my accent. There's a line that runs perpendicular. There's a line that runs uh, along the front of the goal, Kendall. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look on either side of the goalpost in hockey, there's a line that extends to the boards before they start to curve backwards behind the net. And so there's two lines that go from the post of the goal, or not the post, a little out. But they go from that line to the the corners, and they create like a little trapezoid area. There's like three sections behind the goal. Yep. The goalie's not allowed to play the puck in the two corners. Huh. If the goalie touches the puck when it's in those corners, it's it's a two-minute penalty against the goalie. That's an odd rule. That's a dumb rule. The uh, Putting the puck over your own... Uh, the glass in the defensive zone as is a delay, as a delay of game penalty is a dumb rule, um, and the other dumb rule is the double minor for high sticking causing blood. Because if you high stick somebody, hit them in the face, it's two minutes. If there's blood, it's an additional two minutes. But the rules clearly state that if a player is currently bleeding while playing and gets hit and there's blood, it obviously doesn't count. But if in the first period, somebody takes a puck to the face, they go to the locker room and get stitched up and they come out in the second period and then they get hit in the face with a stick and the stitches break, you caused bleeding. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Or on the, on the other side of it, if I take my stick and I slash it into your visor, because it's that thick plexiglass, that's not going to break. Mm-hmm. I don't actually hit your face. I just, like, I hit the visor, but I smash it into it. I just get two minutes, even though I just fucking baseball swung my fucking stick at your face. <laughs> but because there's no blood, I don't get the additional two minutes. It's a dumb rule. Yeah, it's odd about that. I mean, uh, the trapezoid thing, to me, it's like the, the goalie is, like, bound to that area and really has one job to prevent the puck going in. See, to me, like, all bets are off. I don't understand why they would have rules i don't know just odd yeah 
and then the, the, the for me the biggest the dumbest thing in football it's not it's not really a rule it's the way that the it's the way that the offici- the way the officiating handles defensive versus offensive penalties i understand that they want offense you know but it just makes it, it's ruining in my opinion it's ruined the game that um it, it's made offenses that are not as good as they really you know it's made mediocre offenses look great and it's made great offenses look elite um, how easy it is to keep control of the football on offense. It, it makes no sense that, you know, if you're if an offensive lineman holds, it's ten yards and a repeat of downs. But if a defensive player holds, it's automatically a first down. Yeah, that you know it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's I, I was looking at that one today too because it used to be. Um, like defensive pass interference used to only be, I think, a ten yard penalty. Right. It was just a ten. It was a ten yard penalty and an automatic first down. Yeah. It wasn't a foul. That rule and, I don't mind so much because then you would just see defensive players just fucking tackling people on deep yes. throws. The thing that I don't like Perfect. is it's it's not it's not equal to an offensive pass interference. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. Is like. An offensive play on first down, an, an offensive lineman holds. They lose ten yards, but they still have three attempts to gain all those yards back. On yeah. defense, somebody holds. They 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 move the offense forward five yards and give them fresh downs. So if it's fucking it, if if they're is going it always for, a first down, yeah. Defensive holdings. The only there's only two defensive penalties that don't result in a first down: encroachment and neutral um, zone. Neutral zone. But um, it's those are the only. I'm pretty sure those are the only two defensive penalties. It's it, it, neutral. It basically just line of scrimmage shit. Yeah. It, encroachment and because what encroachment is when you're in the is when you go offsides, right? That's defensive offsides essentially. Yep. And then neutral zone infractions when you're lined up in the neutral zone. Yep. Those are just five yard penalties, and then the you replay the down. Anything else, illegal hands to the face, to all that's it's automatic first down and yards. But on offense, they don't lose downs. The only the only way you lose a down on offense is an illegal forward pass. The um, you know, I was trying to think of a way where, like, you know, yeah, now you get defensive pass interference. If it's like a fifty yard pass, you just have like a fifty yard penalty. And if it's that same pass, but offensive pass, it's just a. I think it's a ten yard penalty. Way I look at it is they should fucking back the offense up fifty yard, like <laughs> do the same thing the opposite way. Or it doesn't. It doesn't even have to be that, but just like, like, but like on on holding. You know what I mean? Like defensive holding. You know, like I understand. Like okay, if it's third and fifteen, right at the line of scrimmage, someone thinks that they're gonna you know break off. They hold them. Okay, so it's just it's a ten yard penalty and a replay of downs. So now it's fourth and five. So like the offense still gets another chance at it type of thing, you know? So like you can still use it as a bailout option, but you see that happen all the time on offense work because there's, there's no repercussions on the offense for it. An offensive lineman slips up and he just grabs the defender and pulls him down and goes, all right, whatever, we'll just take the holding call. And we still have three downs to gain 20 yards. It should be, you know, it should fucking be 10 yards and a loss of down. Because that's essentially what it is for the defense. It's five yards and a loss of down. They just lost the chance to stop them. It doesn't make any sense to me the way defensive penalties operate for stuff. It makes no sense. 
Yeah, there should be more equivalent, you know, repercussions. Um, we talked about this before. I just wanted to make a, a mention, and it's not really. And, I don't... and sorry, Kendall. Hold, hold on, come. Sorry, mm-hmm. real quick. And the same goes for the opposite side of the things. There, there, like there are there are things like I don't understand from the offensive side. Like the offense, I think is treated unfairly. Like why why is only one person allowed to be moving on offense, but all eleven guys on defense are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want? <laughs> You know, like on, you, you could literally have all eleven defensemen just running and running around the field, moving, motioning, doing jumping jacks, fucking doing Pilates, whatever, and it's perfectly fine. If the fucking if the fucking running back is motioning and the wide receiver shifts his legs, it's a false start. I I say the same with like the ineligible man downfield. For right. me, it's why annoying it? because you have you can have eleven guys rush the quarterback if you want. Right, yeah. so you can bring can't... all eleven. Right, but I can't what? get all eleven downfield. Right, exactly. So why is why is not everybody eligible to catch a pass? Yeah, that that, that was always a dumb thing. There are some rules that are perfect in the NFL that that, that are are beautiful the way that they are. You know, like the intentional grounding. You know, things like, you know, just because it, it eliminates the quarterback just being able to bail out of anything. You know, things like that. But like, there, there's just, uh, the rules are just so, uh, the NFL has just, like, become such a, a, a bad product because of, like, the, the, the just the way that they incorporate the rules into everything. And it, it's it's just very bizarre because it's, you know, like, the MLB, you know, like the, the even the NBA and and like the NHL, like it, it's a lot more black and white. Like the NFL, like it has it has a, a written code as to what is a penalty and what isn't a penalty, but then it's still a judgment call. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the the fact that it's a legitimate press conference topic every week as to like what this officiating crew is is in terms of holding calls like why is that a thing why do we have a why why do we knowingly have oh like this officiating crew lets players play and they don't call dpis oh but this one's ticky tacky and they'll call anything for holding it's like why why is that a thing right let him play yeah No pads. <laughs> Rugby style. We lose Kyle. Anybody watch? Oh, there uh, he is. Yeah, I'm just listening. Anybody watch any XFL this weekend? Uh, I I watched it for like five minutes, and there were like two things that I saw that I uh, that I really liked. I liked the uh, the kickoff rule. I like that a lot, and I like the uh, um, I like the extra point rule, which I know Kendall would not be a fan of, an NFL purist. But yeah, well, I so I didn't. I watched some just highlights that were like on Instagram, and uh, I don't know. I I just saw the like the three point conversion, and instead of the onside kick to go for a fourth or fifteen, I thought that was kind of intriguing. I wouldn't be opposed to something like that. I don't know the extra point rule. 
or, or what the procedure is. Extra point rules, there's no extra points in the XFL. Oh, so you just go for, it's one, two, or three points, is that it? Right, you go for yeah. one, you run a play from the one-yard line for one, the, the three-yard line for two, and the ten-yard line for three. Okay, All right, that, yeah, I, I guess I did know that. I like, I like the kickoff rule, because in the kickoff rule, the guy kicks off from the 30-yard line, the defense, the 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 defense is lined up at the you know the opposing forty yard or yeah uh, sorry the defense is lined up on the opposing forty yard line the offense with the exception of the returner is lined up on the twenty five yard line so the two guys are only running fifteen yards to get in position to block each other okay. And nobody can move until, and you can't, you can't move till the ball's um, kicked. And you know, so I, I think that that's something the NFL should look into because that the reason that the the, the returns is the safety returns is because you got fucking guys running, you know, in full force at each other from forty yards away. Everybody's at full speed. You know, if, if everybody's fifteen yards from each other, they're not going to come right. into each other full force. <laughs> you can't gain that much momentum. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Well, everyone's not going to come into their full force, and more importantly, it's going to it'll create different blocking schemes. It'll create different. You know, you figure if everybody's everybody but the kicker is already up at the forty yard line. You know, you kind of can think of it from the standpoint of like, oh, okay, like so. You know, you two guys at the edges, you're going to drop back actually five yards to the forty five yard line and play defense up the sidelines, and then the kicker will come up the middle, and you kind of create like a weird safety type situation. And like it just, I just like the game planning of it. Whereas, like on the, the the way the NFL does kickoffs, nobody's fucking sitting back at the twenty five yard line waiting just in case someone gets by. Right. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm ready. Yeah. I tell you, what, I wouldn't be upset if the NFL accepted the the extra point rule because, I mean, the purest to me was the the old way. Now, since they moved it to the thirty three or whatever, it's kind of like. You know, I think that the level of, you know, making it is is kind of more similar to just going for one, two, or three points. I think that they're more similar than not in that regard. And if you do it the XFL way, it's just more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really like the whole idea of being able. I don't, I don't like the idea of being able to go for, um, three in the NFL. I think it should still be one, two. Mm-hmm. I think that they should, you know, it should be. One point from you know, one point from the one yard line and two points from like the th- move the two point conversion back to the three, or something like that. Just because I don't like the, the you know it, it, I, I like I, I like the whole like the narrative type of thing of like you know like because then it then it, 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 the three point thing would completely change the way everybody would game plan because now nine points is a one score game. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you know keep the field goal meaning something, but the one and two can be like like you said. Right, exactly. We already have a three-point play, so it's right. like there's no need for it. Exactly. I did see an interesting. I did see an, uh, an interesting um, uh, what you call it? An interesting field goal option proposal from like a fan. I'd be curious to get what your guys' take would be on it. So. Um, you make uh, field goals are worth three points. Mm-hmm. 
um, what, uh, what you can, someone pro- projected like basically two ways about it. Either when you're going to kick the field goal, you can either pick the option to, um, it has to be like the, like it was like, you know, it, there's too many, too much jargon into it. That is what makes it complicated, but I kind of like the idea of what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Kicking a field goal outside of 30 yards. If you, you can either, you can back up 15 yards to make it for four points. So like, let's say you have a 40 point or a 40 yard field goal. You can attempt it from 55 for four instead of three. Or the other option was the, the guy, um, uh, what was it? Oh, you can, um, if you go for a field goal on third down instead of fourth down type of thing, like something like that, this is very interesting. I think, I mean, I, I think that the, you're getting into like, I, I like the idea, like the outside the box thinking of it. I think you're getting into too finicky of a thing in that world. Right. But like, there's just too much going on for it. But, um, I, I just like the, I like the idea behind it. Because the thing is, like, I don't know, it's like, you you see, like, a team like San Francisco, like, how important the kicker is to a team. Like, how important it is to have a reliable kicker. You know, because, like, Robbie Gould, like, really doesn't miss. Or, like, the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I mean? Have, like, the fucking, the Patriots and the Colts from 2005 to 2000 and fucking 15 or whatever you know what i mean finitary and fucking gostowski yeah. and then you look at teams like you know like the bears who had a didn't never didn't have a good kicking situation and it you know maybe cost them a playoff game you know who knows you know who knows if they would have you know what would have happened but like you know what i mean just saying like just but like we're kind of like i don't know it's like weird like i don't know if eliminating the kicker is really the right way to go but it seems like that's where like most people kind of want to venture to yeah, I, I would I would be disappointed if that was like you know a phased out aspect of the game. Is that you know it it's something that kind of what like is what the the game is founded on. Like the, 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 there's a kicking component to it. Like be it punt, be it field goal. It's like there's you know it's and like you, like you're saying there's it creates a, a valued player which is kind of viewed as oh that's the soft position. That's the one that's not you know practicing is hard it's not you know taking the hits but you know there's value to that position and like you said the teams you mentioned have definitely uh uh, definitely you know been rewarded for having that good good of a player mock would be down to eliminate punting the worst (laughs) he's mad that you can't do it well, I mean, so physically, I could do it. I just don't. So my question is, though, like, what what would be like your what would be like your alternative to punting, though, Mark? Hello. Sorry, my my mic was all screwed up. What'd you say? Like, so, like, what would be your alternative to punting? Like, if you were to get rid of punting, just go for it. <laughs> but like, so like. So like, I'm saying it's like to start the game. Let's say you have offensive holding, and then you you get backed up to the 10 yard line or the 15 yard line, and then it's you know incomplete pass, stuffed run, incomplete pass, and now you got to go for it, 
and it's like okay, it's like the other team just gets to start right away. No, here's the thing: the- I, I don't care for punting, but it is a necessary thing. Yeah, I mean, unless you what, you just line them up and say, all right, you just start from this, you know, this spot on the other end. I mean, <laughs> imagine it is the, a necessary part of the game. Imagine if the quarterback just threw the ball. So instead of the punter go, the quarterback just takes a snap and throws it as far as he can, and then the <laughs> the punt returner just catches the ball, or you know, fair catches it. There's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that think like that though. There, there really are. There's there's a lot of people that think that the way it should like instead of like uh, instead of doing like kickoffs, like the the quarterback would just throw a hail mary. Schroeder <laughs> would have a job. He might. No, he would. He could throw the ball far. He just sucked. Look, the, the answer is, is simple. We, we've joked about it before on the show. Like, I know Mark has been a proponent of pitching the idea for it. I know Massey has, too. But if you really want to eliminate touchbacks, make kickoffs through the uprights worth a point. I mean, that'd be interesting. You make a kickoff through the uprights. Where, you know, team kicks off after scoring. If they can get it through the upright, it's a point, and the team still gets possession. You know what I mean? Like, like, so if the Steelers are kicking off to the Ravens, and fucking, you know, the Steelers kick it through the upright, they get the point, and then the Ravens they get the ball to twenty five yard line. I mean, that will if you do that, that will pretty much eradicate anybody trying to do any sort of strategic kicking. <laughs> Justin Tucker would be pretty good at it. You know another rule that I think needs to be changed? What's that? What's that? I think I think that the rule should be changed that if if kickoffs go out of bounds before the touchback line, then it's they can start at the forty yard line. But if you if you kick off and the ball goes out of bounds at the five, they shouldn't get they shouldn't get to go all the way up to the fucking forty. I agree with that. And my like so the, a touchback is at the twenty five yard line. If the ball goes out of bounds from the, between the twenty five yard line and the goal line, then it's just out of bounds, and they get the ball. They get the ball at the, as a touchback. If it goes out at the thirty, then because you, then you're just like it's either like a really bad kick or you're really trying to avoid something. But you know what I mean. And it kind of one it, it it gives you the option to kick out of bounds and risk it because if you shank it a little early, but it, it doesn't make any sense to me that if you kick the ball out of bounds and it goes out at the three that right. they get to move all the way up to the 40. That that never made any sense to me. It's kind of similar. Now, I don't have a solution, and we've talked about this before. I just kind of wish it was different. When you're in offense and you fumble the ball out to the end zone, it's, it's a touchback. I, I don't know. I I just wish it was different. I don't, I don't really know how to make it better. It's just I, I just wish it was different. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I think that the way it should I think the way it should be played is because here's the deal: if you if you're on offense, right, and you you run you run the running back runs the ball six yards past the line of scrimmage, fumbles the ball, and it goes three yards up the field, and out of bounds. Then the offense keeps the ball nine yards from the line of scrimmage, and it, it'll be whatever down and goal and 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 yards to go, right? Mm-hmm. Or if it results in a first down, it results in a first down. You know, it is what it is. I think right. the way it should work is if 
if a team, if a player fumbles through the end zone out of bounds, it should just be a loss of down and you replay from the line of scrimmage. Like the play counts, you gain no yards, but the team doesn't lose possession. I I would I would like that. That's the, in my opinion, that's the way it should be because the offense isn't getting anything out of it. They're losing a possession and they're gaining no yards. So let, let's just, let's just fucking say it's a seventy-five yard run, and the guy gets tackled like at the two going down, fumbles the ball, it goes into the end zone and out. Now it's fucking second and 10 from their own 25. They didn't gain any yards. They lost the down. But to lose possession when it, you wouldn't lose possession in any other situation makes no sense. Yeah, it's just like a, a complete gimme to the defense. It's like, oh, cool, we got a turnover. Right. And it would be the same way on defense. Let's say like you... Let's say you're at the at the fifty yard line and you throw a pick, you throw a pick six and the guy gets tackled and the ball goes out. The defend you know the quarterback loses the ball and it goes out through the back of the end zone. Then the defense gets the ball. They still get the turnover, but they just have to start at the they just have to start at the fifty uh, yard line. Yeah, I I, w- I would prefer a situation like that. They should just play the Pro Bowl rules. What, Field 50 yards, and you figure it out. i tell you what. Instead, I think this is what we do. Instead, everybody just gets a flat paycheck of $1 million a year, tax-free. And then what they have to do is, like, the 11 guys that would be playing for the Chiefs against the 11 guys for the, the, the Eagles – it's just 11 on 11 Madden. Everybody's got to control their guy. <laughs> that would be so hard. <laughs> A lot of offensive line penalties. I think that's the way to do it. I like it. You just, you just see a kicker just flicking the joystick, getting ready for the game-winning field goal. Just... <laughs> You know what though? Getting iced in Madden fucking sucks. Yeah, it, it's it's uh it's the most unrealistic thing in all sports video games. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'd be like like the only way you could really make it real life is be like okay, the 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 Cowboys just iced the Eagles kicker, so now we're gonna watch the Eagles kicker kick this field goal with drunk goggles on. Yeah. There's <laughs> like eighty seven percent of the chance I miss while being iced. It just it makes it makes no fucking sense. So I call timeout with twenty seconds left and kick a field goal. Then it'd be like if in like two K, like if you got fouled at the end of the game and all of a sudden like the fucking backboard started shaking when you were shooting <laughs> your free throws. <laughs> That'd be rough. It's, it's so dumb. It makes no sense. <laughs> like it. it, it I, <laughs> Just like it's like it's like oh the fucking the Rams just iced the 49ers and it's like Robbie Gold's like oh damn it my fucking accuracy just went down by seven points. <laughs> oh, it's bullshit because the fucking meter goes away. Right. Well, and what's even funnier is is if you line up to kick if the 49ers were to line up to kick the game winning field goal in real life and then Sean McVay goes oh we're gonna ice him and it's like fucking Robbie Gold's like oh great now my fucking accuracy is shit and then fucking 
Shanahan's like, nah, don't worry, man. We got a timeout. We'll auto it back. <laughs> and, then, and then fucking Robbie Gold's like, oh, cool. Everything's back to normal. <laughs> so dumb. No, speaking of the 49ers, there's just a commercial on TV of them sacking Justin Fields. <laughs> Seems personal. I see a subway commercial. Um, well, now it's a tired commercial. Well, I think it was the same commercial. That's weird. All right, uh, Mark, how was your Coriolis? It was very good. I haven't had one of these in a very long time. Um, I've never had years. Yeah, it was it was a definitely a uh, nice throwback brew. What's that other one that they used to the, like the like one of the original ones they used to make? It was uh, like the Super old- no, it was like the only one you could get in distribution for a while. Like they, it was the only one they distributed. Everything else was brewery only. Like even before Gbot. Um, I mean, I'm assuming you're not talking about Seahag. No, no, no. Like Seahag for the longest time you couldn't get in the store. Um, I don't even know then. Um, it was like a, and it was like the backyard beast or something like that. Oh, the six six eight. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. Hey, question: How the fuck did the backyard really beast give you that? What? What? How did the backyard beast give you that answer? Um, I don't know. Never mind. Just, I'm sorry. I was just curious. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're asking. I think what he means is what gave that away to, oh, you mean the 668? Oh, because that was like the tagline of the beer. Yeah. That's a brewery. I'd love to do a show there. Our producer doesn't like to do shows anymore. I just pitched it. <laughs> yeah, we even set it up. Well, you know, to be honest, I I think Mock was the primary setter-upper. I don't think I've ever set up a... Live, live on air, Kendall just throws Mock right into the No, I, but I, I didn't cool. mean like that. I, I was giving I was giving him the credit. I, I Mock, have Mock, have you ever felt more like a public water supply in Pennsylvania in your life? <laughs> it was a derail joke, Kendall. Kendall, did you get the derailment joke? Oh, I think Ohio. Oh, uh, what did I say? Pennsylvania? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've, been, I've been speaking incorrectly all night, so it's pretty much adds up. Um, Kyle, how was your beer? It was bland tasting. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes hoppy. I mean, I'm going to drink the other two I have, but I'm never going to buy it again. <laughs> All right. Kendall? The truly passion fruit seltzer is um, fine. I mean, I think all the seltzers are kind of on the same playing field. I haven't really had one that's better than another. Uh, it's all just it's water with a subtle fruit flavor. Uh, if you're into seltzers, I'm sure you've had truly. Um I have many more to have, so that's about it. Uh, my cold coffee was nice. Hey, there you go. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, 
Mark Sheen, where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk, Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four. Make sure you use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's playing Dungeons and Dragons without Chris Massey or... That's it. That's all I got. I don't have a second one tonight. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Oh. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but it'll be something. Oh, you're still watching Ross. Yeah, why are you talking about the guy that looks like you? Nah, but it's so funny. Him and Otis are going to be fighting soon. We're talking Bronson Reed? They're going to be bumping bellies. What was that, Kendall? We're talking Bronson Reed? That's exactly what I'm talking. So, big boy, though. Um, but uh, the next week will be the the, the last uh, somewhat normal format show, and then after that, it's bracket break month. Bum, bum, bum. So everybody start making some brackets. I got a bracket. And then, and that won't make it. But until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. No. I'm Duck Dodger. <laughs> And the Rat of Red Baron, who's yeah. a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.